Welcome to Immerse Prophets, reading for week 16, day 76. Immersed in Malachi. Sometime after the temple had been rebuilt through the challenges and encouragement of the prophets Haggai and Zechariah, God sent another prophet to urge the people to worship him properly there. This message came from the Lord through the prophet we now know as Malachi. Since the prophet's name in Hebrew simply means, My Messenger, it is possible that we don't know his real name and that he was simply a messenger of God. Malachi took a distinctive approach in bringing God's word to the people who had returned from exile. To draw their attention to issues that needed correcting, he would make a provocative claim, anticipate their defensive response, and then answer their objections. For example, speaking as God's messenger, he says, Should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. He envisions the people responding, What do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? Then he explains, You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. The book of Malachi includes six such exchanges with the people, arranged in a chiasm. A. Evildoers will not prosper, Edom will not be rebuilt. B. The people are not bringing the right offerings, defective animals. C. Concern for justice. Men are divorcing and abandoning their wives. C. Concern for justice. People are complaining, where is God's justice? B. The people are not bringing the right offerings, no tithes. A. Evildoers will not prosper. The people are saying that evildoers go unpunished. There's also a special word of correction to the priests after the second exchange and a series of hopeful promises at the end of the book for those who take Malachi's corrections to heart and choose to live in a way that honors God. Ever since the destruction of Israel's first temple and the nation's exile to Babylon, the twin questions of God's presence with His people and the possibility of a new temple have been prominent. Malachi continues this twofold emphasis by focusing on Israel's proper worship practices in the rebuilt temple. God will be present with His people, but will contend with them in order to lead them to become the nation He called for a purpose. The great and dreadful day of the Lord is coming, when God will set the whole world right. But first, He will provide an opportunity for reconciliation promising to raise up a new prophet, a new Elijah. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. A dual message of obedience and hope closes the book. Israel is called to remember and obey God's ancient instructions in the Torah, and there are consequences for those who ignore His teaching. But towering over it all is the promise of freedom and healing after the destruction of those who do wrong. Surely the Lord will return to His people, and the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in His wings. The Prophet Malachi This is the message that the Lord gave to Israel through the Prophet Malachi. I have always loved you, says the Lord, but you retort, Really, how have you loved us? And the Lord replies, This is how I showed my love for you. 
I loved your ancestor Jacob, but I rejected his brother Esau and devastated his hill country. I turned Esau's inheritance into a desert for jackals. Esau's descendants in Edom may say, We have been shattered, but we will rebuild the ruins. But the Lord of Heaven's armies replies, They may try to rebuild, but I will demolish them again. Their country will be known as the land of wickedness, and their people will be called the people with whom the Lord is forever angry. When you see the destruction for yourselves, you will say, Truly the Lord's greatness reaches far beyond Israel's borders. The Lord of Heaven's armies says to the priests, A son honors his father, and a servant respects his master. If I am your father and master, where are the honor and respect I deserve? You have shown contempt for my name. But you ask, How have we ever shown contempt for your name? You have shown contempt by offering defiled sacrifices on my altar. Then you ask, how have we defiled the sacrifices? You defile them by saying the altar of the Lord deserves no respect. When you give blind animals as sacrifices, isn't that wrong? And isn't it wrong to offer animals that are crippled and diseased? Try giving gifts like that to your governor and see how pleased he is, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Go ahead, beg God to be merciful to you. But when you bring that kind of offering, why should he show you any favor at all? asks the Lord of heaven's armies. How I wish one of you would shut the temple doors so that these worthless sacrifices could not be offered. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord of heaven's armies, and I will not accept your offerings. But my name is honored by people of other nations from morning till night. All around the world they offer sweet incense and pure offerings in honor of my name. For my name is great among the nations, says the Lord of heaven's armies. But you dishonor my name with your actions. By bringing contemptible food, you are saying it's all right to defile the Lord's table. You say, it's too hard to serve the Lord and you turn up your noses at my commands, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Think of it. Animals that are stolen and crippled and sick are being presented as offerings. Should I accept from you such offerings as these? asks the Lord. Cursed is the cheat who promises to give a fine ram from his flock, but then sacrifices a defective one to the Lord. For I am a great king says the Lord of heaven's armies, and my name is feared among the nations. This concludes today's Immerse Reading Experience. Thank you for joining us.